This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sunday night service. As promised, uh, we've set up kind of a time to talk with Pastor here about the trip uh, to Peru that just got finished. Uh, we appreciate the support uh, that everybody gave to us through that time. So anyway, we're going to share some of that tonight. And Pastor's got a um, faith message uh, to, to give to us and feed us with. So it's going to be a really great night. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. So praise God. Let's pray and then we're going to dig into this. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, uh, for the just the blessing uh, that it was that you brought Pastor, brought my dad back to us safely, Lord. And we pray for anybody else that's still stuck in Peru or these other countries, Lord, that you're working to get them out to. And Lord, we know that you're doing a lot of great things right now. So we pray that those are brought to the light, Lord, and that you get the credit and the glory you deserve. Bless this time together tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So... First of all, uh, Pastor was down there for a week to do a pastor's conference for AFCM. Uh, they had, uh, I would say, at least dozens of pastors uh, from uh, the Peru area. Uh, maybe, was it some other countries too? or just Not just all of them. Amazon River villages actually along, along the Amazon River. They were uh, all up down the river. Some of them traveled by boat for three or four or five days just to get there. So... I mean, this is a big deal to these pastors. And, Amen. Um, and so pastor uh, ministered at that. And really, that was a super successful time. Uh, he even got to go out and preach at uh, some other places, and they loved it. And from what I hear and even saw some video of that, uh, we had some big testimonies. Uh, sounds like a crippled person was healed, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. They had someone that had been on a walker and hadn't walked in a long time, and he dad laid hands on him and he received the anointing and walked back to his seat for the first time he hadn't walked without that for a long time sure was. and uh someone that had been deaf two, uh, deaf, people. two deaf people laid hands on him and uh man the spirit of god took over so it was a successful uh successful time actually and um so anyway as we We'll get into some of the uh, the story here of, of what happened after all that. And uh, I want to say up front that, you know, uh, Dad and I are both proud Word of Faith preachers. And this was a great chance to put into action the things that uh, my dad has studied and preached and learned all these years. And really, uh, you know, if there's any question, is, does this faith stuff work? I mean, two years Absolutely. ago overcame stage four cancer and a heart attack and then this year faith brought him through this so i'm telling you guys this stuff works Serious stuff absolutely and i'm glad that uh we've taken it serious all these years you know some people may think man these guys sure talk about faith a lot but i'm glad we do <laughs> hallelujah amen so uh well we'll get into uh some of uh kind of the timeline of the trip and stuff and i'll say up front that man this is all a big testimony and one thing dad and i kind of i don't know tease each other about sometimes is you hear somebody go on a missions trip and just come back and tell you how bad it was and we're not into that at all and so there's some you know stuff we'll share here but none of this is a complaint or negativity it's just stating some of the stuff that happened but man the biggest news out of all of it is in the end faith won 
Jesus won. Absolutely. And that's what this is all about. So, but anyway, but there is some interesting stuff uh, to discuss. So, I know, I believe you were supposed to come back on Monday the 16th. Correct. If I'm, okay. And on the 15th, that was the last day of preaching and stuff there. And that's when uh, the president of Peru said by midnight that night. Midnight the 16th. Midnight of the 16th. Close it up, midnight the 16th. They were going to close all the borders and they were putting martial law into effect. And uh, you really, one person at a time could leave the house or whatever. And, uh, and so really, I mean, that, that put that in a pretty difficult spot because you were supposed to leave that in. Well, actually, actually what happened, they were supposed to close it on uh, midnight the 16th. And my, my airplane was supposed to leave at 9 o'clock in the morning on the 16th. So got all through all the different things like that, the ticket counter, the girls giving me my boarding pass. And then she said, by the way, do you know that your, your flight from Lima, I was in Iquitos, and Iquitos had to take me to Lima because Lima is where the international flights leave for the rest of the world. She says, do you know that your flight to the United States has been canceled out of Lima? I said, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> so anyway, I said, I'm not going to go to Lima where I don't know nobody, can't speak the language, don't know what's going on, so I'm going to have to stay here. Yeah. So I got my people to take me back, and they put me up, and that's where I was. Yeah, so that's when uh, he got a hold of us, and we started looking for tickets, you know, to get out before the strike of midnight that night because time was running out and so we were looking and we thought we had a ticket that was going to leave uh it was nine hundred dollars when we found it then the page refreshed and it went up to four thousand three hundred dollars within a matter of seconds and so we were still looking at it but it had to fly into panama that's where the layover was and panama had already closed their borders so that ticket wasn't any good anyway so that that anyway, um, it just it didn't work out, so there was no ticket, and we, you know, it seemed like he was going to have to stay there till at least April first. April first. So we uh, we bought a ticket a couple days later for April first, and uh, thought that that was going to be uh, what was going to get us out of there. And in the meantime, I know the devil tried to throw some sickness on you. None of that, no Corona, nothing like that, but just. Uh, some different stuff, and uh, and so you, there was faith again, right? Yeah, yeah, two different attacks, made, made it through one, then made it through another, so all the time I was fighting the good fight of faith to get out, I was fighting, I fight for my life, really, because it's a pretty serious <laughs> stuff hit me, but it wasn't any of that coronavirus or anything like that, just things that happen in the jungle sometimes, we were in the Amazon jungle. Yeah, right, and uh, if you haven't ever traveled to some of these other nations, uh, if you're just not used to some things, even like the water or whatever the case is. There, uh, just the environment. There's a lot of things that can kind of mess with your system a little bit, and that's what happened. Well, and what happened uh, the first week I was there for the preaching part, I stayed in a hotel in town. It wasn't like an American hotel, but at least they did have running water, hot water, and had air conditioner even to work, and that that made it nice. But then after I got quarantined, I had to stay at the place. And uh, they put me up in a dormitory for river pastors. And they don't live in, they're used to living rough. And so I had a pipe out of the wall with water coming down, no hot water. Mm-hmm. So that contributes things. Yeah. And then just, uh, you know, the, the hot, the hot Amazon humidity all the time, nonstop. I had to have fans blowing on me all the time. And it was pretty rough with that, plus the eating. I wasn't used to that kind of eating. Yeah, right. You know, just stuff like that. <laughs> um, and so... 
the missionaries that you were staying with, Ron and Annette Thiessen, I mean, two Great people. all-stars, people. superstars. And so I just, I want to ask, I mean, how important do you think it was to have genuine faith people there with you through all this as compared to some fearful, intimidated missionaries? Oh, it was worth everything. Nothing, nothing bothered us. Uh, we just... They, well, you know, it's such a blessing to stay with them. It's just like being at home, really. They had three grandchildren there to take care of because the parents were, they were quarantined in Lima, and we were a long ways from Lima, so with the three grandkids to play with, had a, I've got a brown dog locked at home in my house. Yeah. Had that little brown dog there, and it was just really like being at home. They fixed American food for the most part. It was really, Really, it's, it's the best conditions in a, in a bad situation, the oh, best yeah. conditions. Yeah, and I think just being surrounded by actual faith people through the midst of all this. So, big shout out to them for taking care of Dad. If, um, just, I can't thank them enough for all they did, but they're absolute all-stars, so we love them. Um, Amen. Now, so, uh, so we had the ticket for April 1st, and then a few days, I don't know exactly what day it was, but a few days later, it was... It was this past weekend, so probably Friday or Saturday of this past week, they Peru had announced that they were going to extend their quarantine further out than April 1st. And so the ticket for that we had for April 1st canceled, no good. And on top of that, they were saying uh, nobody's going to, nobody is leaving the country. You're staying where you're at. They shut all flights down. All flights, even within the country. Um, and so I know Canada and Israel have sent government planes in to get their citizens out, but, uh, they were turning planes back. They were turning planes back. And so we were coming down to a time crunch on, Hey, uh, the president said, if nobody, if you're not out by this Sunday night, which would have been last Sunday, then you're here for the remainder of however long this chooses. Well, they to said go. the 14th of May the 7th. May the 7th. And uh, we worked with the embassy all the time. My daughter-in-law and in New York, and my daughter-in-law in Barstow are both really good go-getters for the telephone, searching out things. They're both on the embassy phone line day and night. Yeah. And it got so serious they wouldn't even let the <clears throat> deputy secretary of state fly in. Yeah. Right, yeah. And so, so while that was going on, on Wednesday, got an email that uh, they canceled all, all, all embassy flights so nobody could leave. So we just stayed on the word of God that Psalms 91's got better and God will deliver me. And all of a sudden, at 9.30 Wednesday night, I get an email that the very city I am, that I'm in, they're going to have a direct flight the next morning from Iquitos to Miami, Florida. And the people I was with, they live there, they said they have not had a flight to America or Iquitos for years and years and years. Right. So the next day we got to the airport, and they sent a jet in there, and me and a few other people were on it. And what I said was this, God sent that jet for me, and these people got to ride along with me. They took me right to Miami, glory to God, Yeah, out of there. Yeah, I know, it was, it was huge because I was I, even looking up, um, the city that he was in, or at least closest to in Quito's, is the largest city in the world that is not reachable by road. Uh, it's Amazon River, only boat, go. only boat or air, and they had shut the river travel river down. River was down. River was down, and like he was saying, Lima, all we, the Americans were getting some flights out. That our government was working really hard, but they were all out of Lima, and couldn't get to Lima. Even a boat ride would be a several day journey on, By five on days, the Amazon River. Five days, day and night on the river to get to 
Lima Bombo. So, uh, you know, it, that's kind of how the odds were starting to, uh, in the natural, get stacked against us. And we, we, Katie was on the phone with American Airlines. They told us, hey, we've found out that there is a cargo airline that's running supplies oh, between Inquitos. Yeah, between Inquitos and Lima. And so we reached out to this cargo airline and we, we almost had a deal set up to fly down on a cargo plane from Inquitos to Lima just so he could be near the airport. I was willing. He was willing and we were gonna, you know, pay whatever it took, but, uh, praise God it didn't come to that. Uh, but we, there was a lot of negotiating going on. I know the, the U.S. government, uh, they were kind of playing a tug of war with, uh, some of the officials down there. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Peruvians wanted some things from the U.S. and the U.S. wanted to get these guys back. And I saw some news stories about that, but, um, in the end, Jesus won. And like he said, to get that flight from Enquitos to the United States from a small airport in Peru to the United States was just absolutely a big deal. Send a jet in, put a few people on it. They got to ride with me to Miami, Florida. Yeah. So, uh, God, God supplied everything all throughout miracle all this. Miracle after miracle. Absolutely. A uh, huge testimony. And it was even on the way to the airport, uh, when he did get that flight, uh, even, you know, guys ended up with a flat tire even right then. But, oh, boy, we left with the airport. He had a flat tire. So, yeah. <clears throat> I said, just drive. I said, God will air it up. He has to. We're getting out here. So he drove it. And then we got to a gas station, had air, put yeah. air in, and got to the airport. Yeah, so praise God. But in the end, uh, like I said, Jesus won, the Word won. And uh, there's, I know a lot of things went on behind the scenes that we may never even know about. But uh, we're thankful to, to Jesus, thankful to, uh, you know, be our great country, you know, the United States of America. Amen. They went, you know, they, they went to... Went to bat for him and uh, got him out, and uh, it's it's an absolute absolute blessing and testimony. There's a few days there where you know we were really fighting the good fight of faith, and a lot of you guys were praying with us, but uh, we didn't let fear take over, and uh, we we knew that this was going to turn out for our good. And so instead of being there till May 14th, Dad got back just <laughs> two days ago. So God's good. And the word works. Don't let anybody tell you that it doesn't. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I, I was thinking before we came on here today that uh, I just think about the whole thing there. And then the Lord reminded me in going down there that what I accomplished when the quarantine happened is going to live on for generations. Those pastors or congregations in the village. I taught them. My first thing I taught them when I got there, I taught a lesson called How, how to Endure Hardship mm-hmm. in Life and Ministry. Then this came. And those pastors were quarantined with me before they go home. Some of them had kids back at home. Yeah. And then I taught, I, I taught, I taught them who they are in Christ. Yeah. How to take authority over the regions. So many things. And you know, the Lord reminded me that because of what I did up front there, it far overcome the hardship I went through and have to stay those extra days because I put something in them yeah. that's going to help hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people on the Amazon River. Absolutely. Be able to make it through things in life because we taught them the word of faith that how to be better pastors, how to teach things to the people. Absolutely. So, I mean, it it was worth it. And, Great impartation. Yeah, no doubt. And like I said, proved yet again that faith works. Staying in faith works. And God uh, 
God, God brought him through and picked up another great big victory, another great big testimony. So uh, we thank everybody for sticking with us through it and checking in on him. So many church people are checking in every day. Yeah, thank you all for the scriptures you sent me, the prayers and everything like that. We work together and we're changing the world. That's absolutely right. So praise God. We love everybody. And I'm going to let my dad get into a, a, a faith message for us here in just a minute so you can see. Uh, how it is that uh, he's picked up so many victories in life, uh, fighting the good fight of faith, because it's not just something that he talks about. It's something that he lives. We live it. Amen. We walk by faith. We live by faith, not by sight. So anyway, love you guys. Thank you so much for sticking with us. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that little interview that Pastor Dave had with me. That was just Kind of exciting. I was, I was on TV years ago when Pastor Dave was little, so that was kind of a reversal of having him be the one being the pastor and interviewing me, but it, it was just really good to be able to talk with my son and talk to all of you out there. And we're ready to get to the Word of God now. And you know, I, I, I'm just thinking about this that, uh, in church a lot of times I, I like to get our Bible like this. And by the way, I do hope you have your notebooks, your pens, and your Bibles because you need to take notes. And so while I'm talking right now, if you need to scramble, get your, get your notebook, get your pen, get your Bible. And if you would, hold up your Bible with me and say what we say so many times in our service. Say, this is my Bible. This is the holy written word of God given to me by God my Father to reveal to me the living word, his son and my savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I am who my Bible says I am. I can do absolutely everything my Bible says I can do. And I can have everything that my Bible says I can have. Now say this to me, say today is going to be the best day of the rest of my life because Jesus Christ and his word live big in me. Now we're ready to get to the word of God. And I want to, I want to say this too. I titled this today, Words of Encouragement, for March of 2020. And I was thinking about this, the Lord the Lord had me bring my passport over here, my United States passport. And I didn't exactly know why, but as I got up here that I understood why. My Bible shows me who I am in Christ. I'm a citizen, number one, of the kingdom of heaven before I enter the United States of America. I'm a spiritual citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And my Bible shows me my rights, shows me my authority, shows me everything I can do to safely navigate through this world and then go to heaven after I pass from this world. And my Bible and that word that I've hid in my heart so I might not sin against him is what opened the spiritual door to get me out of South America, out of the Amazon jungle region, to come back home to Barstow, California. But then I'm so grateful I'm a citizen of the United States of America. That's my United States passport. And because I can prove I was a citizen of America, that opened doors to get me out. And that's exactly where the Bible works as we walk in authority over the devil and get our rights in Christ as we have that word that can prove we're citizens of the kingdom of God by how we live and how we speak. And then one of the greatest papers that I've seen for I don't know when is when they put this boarding pass in my, in my hand. They got me through immigration, customs, and all the checkpoints in Peru to get on that airplane 
had to see that jet airplane start its engines at takeoff, headed for Miami, Florida. I praise God for the Word of God, and I praise God for America. And by the way, when I when I got when I got to uh, Miami, Florida, going through immigration to come in, the man said, "Where are you coming from?" I said, "Peru." He said, "Do you have anything to declare?" And all I could say was, "I declare." I'm glad to be here. United States is the best place on earth to be. Amen. Amen. Well, anyway, as we look at the Word of God, First <clears throat> Chronicles 12:32 is a verse that means a lot to me. And this was David when his troops come to him to be king over Israel. They were identifying what their uh, different gifts were, their abilities, what they were good at. And in verse 32 of First Chronicles 12. It says that of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. These men had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. And so I wrote these notes down. Since none of us have ever been down this road before, we need to make sure we follow someone who knows what's ahead. The only one I know that knows what the future holds is Jesus. I prayed this verse over myself because I am a spiritual leader in the body of Christ. And what I know to do is what I've done for the last 40 years. I'm going to read my Bible every day, not just, not just as a good thing to do, but for direction on what to do to make sure I stay in the will of God and enjoy the life on earth that Jesus gave his life for. Number two, I'm going to turn 10 church services Three times a week when it's lawful to do it. I've always done that. I've went to special meetings, men's meetings. I've always, always, always loved the house of God. Loved to sit under preachers and teachers of the word of God that walk with God. And I have an understanding of the times know what to do. I'm going to stay closely hooked up to my brothers and sisters in Christ, to my pastor, Dr. Mark T. Barclay. I know what to do. And so I'm going to, I'm going to pay tithes to God. I know when I pay tithes to God, it's the right thing to do. But also, according to Malachi chapter 3, that opens up blessings for me to walk in. You don't have to pay tithes to go to heaven. You need to be born again. But the more that you pay your tithes to God, the more you're able to enjoy heaven on earth. And then number three, I'm going to love my neighbor as Jesus loves me. Faith works by love, and I'm always going to do that. So in other words, and... This is for me, and actually this is things out of my journal, but it's for you too. In other words, I'm going to live like the Bible says a born-again Christian should live. And, you know, I think about this so much for the times we live in, and I told the pastors down in Iquitos this very same thing. With all the things going on in the world today, I think about Israel when they were in Egypt. Because the Bible teaches us that Egypt is a type of the world system. And children of Israel were the type of the church. And so although they lived in Egypt, when hard times come to Egypt, God protected the children of Israel because they walked in their covenant with him. And so we as Christians, when we walk in our covenant, we come through these times. And really, just like the three three Hebrew children of the fiery furnace will not be burned. Somebody said amen. Amen. Okay, so I want to give you some verses. That have always helped me to follow Jesus and know I'm on the right road to please Him. 
I will look in the Gospel of John. That will go to chapter 1. I'll give you time to turn there because I want you to be able to see these with your own eyes. It's so important to always see the Word of God with your own eyes. It, it just it does something to cause that faith to spark alive in your heart. In John chapter 1, I'm going to read verses 1 through 3 at this 14, then verse 14. Now follow along with me. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, were made by the Word. And without Him, without the Word, was not anything made that was made. And then verse 14, it tells us who this Word is. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The Word grew flesh and dwelt among us, walked among us, lived among us. This is John talking about his Christ, his Messiah, his teacher, his master, talking about Jesus. Jesus is the living Word. He was, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's so when the Bible's talking about Jesus, it's talking about the Word of God. When we're talking about the Word of God, we're talking about Jesus. And so as Jesus is the living Word, <clears throat> God has given to us, as we did that little confession while we go about our Bibles, God has given us the written Word so we can understand the living Word, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so I love all the Gospels, but to me there's something very special about the Gospel of John. That seems to make Jesus more real and intimate to me. Like he's talking to me personally for today, for where I'm living today. I love the Gospel of John. So really for the next few minutes, just to keep it simple, I'm going to go through some verses in the Gospel of John that have ministered me all my Christian life. Especially where we are right now. And ministered me down in Peru as I was down there in a room by myself with nobody speaking English. It was really, really, really a very serious Several days down there, almost two weeks down there, of just kind of in my own little world, me and Jesus, fighting off sickness and things, trying to get all me down there because of the atmosphere, the food I wasn't used to, the humid conditions, the cold water showers, and just really it was it was kind of rough. But Jesus was with me, and He brought me through it. So these verses I'm sharing today with you, if you will do what I did, take these verses to heart and receive it as Jesus talked to you. I guarantee you. No matter what comes down the pike, the next season of life, we don't know how long this season is. But I know one thing, eternity is forever. And if you don't know how to walk with Jesus now, then I don't know if you'll make heaven. You've got to walk with Jesus now. And then you'll walk with him forever in heaven. And so anyway, let's look at some verses here. Go to chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. Chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. And these verses, when we receive them as Jesus talking to us, will show us how to live a victorious Christian life and just come really come through these things. And I want to say it again, like Daniel in the lion's den. Daniel's in the lion's den, had a potentially life-threatening situation, but the lions didn't bite him because he walked with God. So John chapter 4, verse 23 and verse 24. And if you're a Christian, you've probably heard these verses before, but, you know, I don't know about you. I know about me. These verses are more real to me every day, especially through hard times. So John 4, 23 and 24 says, But the hour cometh, and this is Jesus talking, and now is, when the true worshipers 
shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Worship the Father in spirit and in truth. This is Jesus, the living word. Revealed to us the written word. And this is the written word. Revealing to us the living word, the Lord Jesus Christ. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. This means honor and worship God from our heart and by our outward actions also. In other words, it's not enough to say, Jesus, I love you and sing praises to him. He expects you to worship him in truth means in reality. Live right. And, you know, I would hope that the times we're in right now with this whole worldwide situation, after this thing hit, I was in another part of the world and actually down there, they're used to living a whole lot like this all the time anyway, so maybe they're more prepared than America was. But anyway, this is not just in Barstow, California, where these things are going on. This is around the world. And so as I talked with missionaries down there and people down there, and we just, when this thing started, we just kind of had a conversation. I said, well, I hope in this wake-up call for the body of Christ, that not like when Jesus multiplied the fishes and loaves, and then the next time they had a problem, the disciples said, what are we going to do? And Jesus said, don't you remember what I did? Don't you remember what I did? Miracle after miracle after miracle. And then when crisis came, they got, they got so cold and callous, they forgot what Jesus did for them, what he wanted to do. And so I would hope that through this whole thing here, things like we're teaching tonight, things like you're probably, you're probably reading yourself, that you recognize that you don't want to go cold, you don't want to get lukewarm, you don't want to backslide, that you run to church every time the day, the doors are open, you read your Bible, you pray, you love people, you'd be a tither, you'd be a server, all these things. That's worshiping Him in truth and not just saying you love Him, but actually demonstrate your actions. Anyway, I would, I would hope that you walk away from sin. If there's no sin in your life, this would be the time, if you're going to worship Him in spirit and in truth, to walk away from known sin. And if you're a party animal, and you think, well, uh, Disney's not open this weekend, or this place's not open, there's no good ball games on, my favorite team's out of the playoffs, so I'll go to church this weekend. Or you think, well, I got a chance to make extra money this weekend, got, got overtime, got this I can do, got that I can do, so I'm not going to church this weekend. I would hope, I would hope that the times were coming in, you would get away from that me, 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 me. It's all about fun, 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 fun. And you think, I'm going to do what Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33. I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's living right, like Jesus wants you to live. And he said, all these things they have done to you anyway, I'll quit meddling. Talking back some things here, but the thing is, Jesus said, the Father's seeking somebody. They'll not just worship him from their heart, but they worship him by their actions. So he expects you to live right. Amen, amen. And so since we're keeping this simple, instead of the book of John, go to chapter 6, verse 63. And this is verses that have been real to me for decades and decades and decades. And they mean so much to me. And I really believe, as I prayed this afternoon about what to share tonight, that the Lord gave me these things. And, and I prayed like I always pray. I said, Lord, you know who's going to be watching this on the Internet. You know who's going to be looking at this down the road and needs to see this. 
And so if you're watching this and hear my voice, then I pray that God knew you would be watching this. So this is for you. Take it to heart. Write these verses down. John 6, 63, Jesus said, It is the spirit that quickeneth or gives life. The flesh profits nothing. But living this life in the flesh by your senses and just fun, 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 me, me, me. What can I get? What can I get? And all that kind of thinking. He says, I profit you nothing. He said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And so I want to say this. One day, your earth suit's going to fall down and die. That earth suit's going to be cremated. It's going to be put in the ground. And your spirit's going to live forever somewhere. And so Jesus said, the words that he speaks gives life to your spirit. And if you got the life of God in your spirit, there's nothing you're going to be afraid of. When you walk in the light of the word of God in your spirit, there's nothing that can hold you back in life. You'll walk in safety. You'll walk in provision. You'll walk in healing and health. So anyway, the words Jesus speaks to your heart will give you health, peace, direction, and will give you strength, not only for yourself, the strength of faith to help your friends and family. And if you're a born-again Christian, especially if you're spirit-filled, tongue-talking, Bible-talking, going-to-church Christian, then people are going to look to you for answers. And if, you, if you're still just kind of wishy-washy about your Christian life, the Word of God, you're going to have nothing. But Jesus said, your flesh life really profits you nothing. You can't take money to heaven. You can't take cars to heaven. You can't take a good retirement to heaven. God wants us to have money. He wants us to have good cars, good houses, good retirement, all those things. But those things are secondary to walking with Jesus and be a good Christian witness. And so all those things follow. But they're not supposed to be the first thing. They're supposed to be the second thing. It's always supposed to be Jesus first. Say those with me. Say, Jesus, I will follow you all the days of my life. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll be all you want me to be. Just use me, Jesus, to influence people for your glory. Amen. Doesn't that make you feel good on the inside to say something like that? Now I want you to go to chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. Now this has always been some of my favorite verses. They've always helped me in life. And, and I believe, for what I've said to you tonight, that if you'll meditate upon these verses this week, and by the way, wasn't that a good message Pastor Dave had this morning? Hey, man, I hope you took notes. But anyway, as, as we as we look at these things, just don't just make this a nice thing that made you feel good night. Say, oh, well, that's so nice to see Pastor over. Oh, so glad he's back. We prayed for him. Well, I don't know what the future holds for this country, for your life right now. Things are kind of been a very shaky thing. I know where the bottom line is we're going to win if we stick with Jesus and his word. But for you, these things I'm teaching tonight, don't let this just be something nice that tickled your ears. But look at these verses this week. So John 8, verse 31, and verse 32. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. I want to say this. I'll say this. I did said pastor samples to those believers which believed on Jesus. He said, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed. In other words, stick with the word. You're my disciples indeed. And then Jesus said, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Jesus did not say, unqualified, the truth will make you free. He said, continue my word, then you know the truth. And by the way, a verse to write down. 
In John 17, 17, Jesus said, the word of God is the truth. So if you continue in the truth, you continue in the word. When you continue in the word, you continue in the truth. That means stick with the Bible, be a Bible person, because the word you know, that's what will make you free. The word you know, that's what will give you victory. And so I said that to say this, all the news and many of your well-meaning friends are telling you a lot of facts. And by the way, when I was down in South America, I did not, I did not, I did not let myself get jumped up and cluttered up and full of fear with all this stuff coming out every day because those people were telling facts and we don't deny those facts. But the truth will change the facts. I like to say it this way. I say this all the time. Faith doesn't deny things. Faith changes things. That's all I knew for me to get from there to here. I didn't deny that there's a lot of things against me. I didn't deny that all these quarantines, things going on, were not real. But the Word of God told me that my God will walk me through the valley of the shadow of death. And I'll fear no evil. So that's what I'm telling you right now. Jesus said, major on the Word. Don't major on the crisis. We don't deny the crisis. But we deny the crisis the right to overcome us. Because we are overcomers. So I'm an overcomer. Through Christ, which strengthens me. Amen. We stick with the Word. And so his word is the truth. And we're going to stick with the truth. And I, I praise God for Psalms 91. I know this church has preached Psalms 91 a lot in the last season. But Psalms 91, he said he'll deliver us. He said it satisfies with long life. No plague come nigh our dwelling. Lots of good things. Read Psalms 91 again. But anyway, I want to close for the sake of time with one of my favorite chapters in the Gospels, John chapter 10, and some very, very, very comforting words. This carried me, this carried me, absolutely carried me through that difficult time down in South America. And this will carry you, it'll carry me through these next however long, we don't know how long, but I know one thing, the Word of God's forever. In John chapter 10, just a few verses but if you got questions about what are we going to do if you still are continuing feeding on the negative news all the time, I want to say it again. We know this stuff's real, but the Bible's more real. If it gets in our heart and in our thinking, we can walk through anything. John chapter 10, verse 3 through 5. Jesus said that the sheep hear his voice. He called his own sheep by name and leads them out. If you're born again Christian, then the Jesus is your shepherd. And you're his sheep. It said, verse 4, And when he put forth his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. What's the voice of Jesus? It's the word of God. He and the word are one and the same. So if you're following the word, you're following Jesus. And the only way you can follow Jesus is to follow his word. And you follow his word by coming to church, hearing his word, read your own Bible, meditate on those words, get them in your heart and in your mouth, and you know the voice of the good shepherd. Verse 5, and a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Look at verse 14. He said, I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known on my. Isn't that good news? Look at verse 27 through 30, and this is where we close at. He said again, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, they follow me. Do you know the voice of the good shepherd? If you know the word of God, and it's real to you, then you know the voice of the good shepherd. And then he said, 
and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. And so I want to say this. The Word of God is the voice of the Good Shepherd. That's real to me. I know exactly what to do. I'm going to follow the Word, which is called the voice of the Good Shepherd. How about you? If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if Jesus is not in your heart, and you don't know for sure that if you die today, you go to heaven, then I want you right now to bow your head and just say the simple prayer with me. I want to give you a chance just to get your heart right with God today. Say this with me. Say, say, Dear God, say it with me. Say it after me. Say, Dear God, I believe that Jesus Christ is your Son. Say that out of your mouth. I believe that Jesus Christ is your Son and that He died for my sins. And you raised Him from the dead. Now say this. Say, Jesus, forgive me my sins. Come into my heart. Give me eternal life. Help me to be the person that you want me to be. And Jesus, I'll follow you. I'll do what you want me to do, Jesus. I just want to make sure I go to heaven when the time comes that I die. And then ask the Lord to show you where the good church is that he has for you to go to. And if you prayed that prayer and you meant it, you please message us and let us rejoice with you. And so I rejoice with you if you said that prayer. And glory to God, Jesus loves you. We do too. And we will see you soon and very soon. Amen. God bless you. All right, everybody, we're going to close out the service tonight. Thank you for joining us. What a great word from Pastor and all the testimonies. A couple, I guess, quick announcements, because we've always got uh, announcements even uh, in the midst of online church. Uh, a lot of the lift groups are starting uh, to do some Zoom meetings. So if you're interested, send a message. Uh, let us know, and we'll get you that information. Also, this coming weekend, we're going to have some kids' videos with some of our children's church teachers and some activities for the kids that we're putting on. Uh, so we're taking care of the kids that, while we're doing all this. And also, just want to remind you that you can continue to give and tithe online at the website, hgwc.org. Or if you want to drop it off in person, you guys know how to do that or mail it to us. That's fine. But we appreciate your faithfulness to God. And the last thing I'll say is make sure you like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and subscribe on YouTube so we can uh, have as much access getting the word to you. And you can share it with as many people as you possibly can, too. All right. Let's close out with our Barstow faith confession. I love this every single time. Say this with me. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll see you guys really soon. Love you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org. 